You're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Activia. Activia offers a range of yogurts that help support a healthy gut. Your gut is where it all begins. Leia Healthcare. It's good to live. Proud sponsor of the Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry. Folks, welcome to the latest episode of the Real Health Podcast in association with Leia Healthcare with me, Carl Henry. In this week's episode, it's my 10 ways to transform your life. 10 really simple tips that will improve your life in lots of different ways. One of the goals of the podcast is to give our listeners tips. You'll know that if you're a regular listener, and if you're not, welcome to the Real Health Podcast. Um, it's to give you tips, tricks, tools to improve your health, to improve your life. And in this week's episode, it's pulling everything together from my experience in terms of personal training with clients, in terms of the corporate world, and in terms of pulling, I suppose, content from other experts that I've worked with for what I feel really works and that I've seen work over the course of my career. As ever, get your pen and paper and jot them down. Try as many as you can. If you can try all 10, fantastic. If it's one or two or three, even better. The key thing is try and slot the ones that seem really simple to do into your life. They're the easiest to make happen and after the course of a week or two weeks, you see progress, you'll be more likely to try the other ones. As always, if you have any questions, it's realhealthatindependent.ie, or you can catch us on social media. Obviously, it's at PT on Twitter and on Instagram. Okay, get that pen ready. Let's get cracking. The first and uh, most important tip that so many people miss is you've got to improve your sleep and sleep that little bit more. We have had sleep experts on the podcast before, but I'd love to come back to it because it's so, so important. If you're building a house, you build the very best foundations that you can because you wouldn't do it any other way. Um, when it comes to your body, sleep is where the body it recovers, it refuels, it replenishes, it deals with stress, and it gets you back on track for the next day. Yet it's something that we skimp on more and more and more. We're seeing it with clients all the time. We're seeing it with our corporate clients. When we go into offices, we do a hands up for who gets, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours sleep. It's generally five and below is what we're seeing, and it's just not enough sleep to recover. How do you know if you're not sleeping enough? Well, it's pretty simple. If you woke up this morning and you felt really, really tired, and I'm not talking sleepy, I'm talking really tired, where you're struggling to get out of bed, that is a sign of fatigue and tiredness, and it's also a sign of you're not getting enough sleep uh, to recover from your day. If you're exercising hard, you'll need more sleep and more recovery, um, but there's some really simple tips that you can do to improve your sleep patterns. First, you'll have heard it before, it's your tech-free bedroom. Get rid of all the tech, screens, laptops, uh, phones, iPads. For me, I'll be slightly controversial, Kindles and all of those. I think if you're going to read, read an actual book, physical paper, there's something about the touch of a book and the feel of a book that makes the experience so much better than reading it off a screen. Um, but in terms of any other tech, sleep trackers, sleep monitors, no, throw it all out. Sleep in a decluttered, detect uh dark space in an ideal world. So blackout blinds work really, really well. Um, apart from that, you're looking at your pre-sleep patterns. A brain dump works really well. About two hours before bed, get a copy book, get a piece of notepad, just brain dump on all the things you have to do for the next day. I make a list. Uh, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you'll know I love my lists. So every Sunday, I put a, uh, my to-do list for the week. Everything I have to do is on that page. You get the, the joy, sad as it may be, of scribbling those things out as you do them. But it organizes my brain. It makes it much easier to remember what I have to do. It just gives me structure. and helps me sleep and concentrate better. So about two hours before bed, it can be a really simple way to add to that list or subtract from that list. 
and it just gives you some clarity. In terms of food, you're looking at no caffeine uh, after generally four o'clock for most people and eating ideally two hours before you go to bed or a little bit more. If we see this a lot, if you're exercising and get home late, what do you eat? Pretty easy. You have your main meal earlier in the day, maybe for lunch, and your lighter meal then when you get home at night because it's close to when you're going to bed. And go for easy to break down proteins. So fish is a really good one for that. Uh, obviously, uh, chicken, turkey are quite good as well. But fish is fantastic and eggs are fantastic as well. They're really good late at night um, for recovery and for meal. So tip number one, improve your sleep. Easy, simple. If you wake up and you're absolutely knackered, you're not sleeping enough, try those tips. Watch what happens. You can track that by tracking the quality of your, of your sleep by rating it uh, each night or each day and just having a rating or score over the course of the week and tracking it from there. Okay, tip number two. You need to move more every day. That sounds like the most obvious recommendation ever, but life is sedentary. We sit more than ever before. We wait for sedentary activities like never before, and that lack of movement movement is having a huge impact on your life. You have to move more. How do you do it? Ideally, daily activities. I'm not talking exercise here. I'm talking activity during the day. Um, not using lifts, uh, not using escalators, getting off the bus or the train one stop earlier, parking your car further away from somewhere. These are very simple ways of just getting movement in. Standing's a big one. Um, I think standing over the next two years, we're going to see it become the big tip and the big tool for health that we just never realize that it's, it's as important as it is. On a really basic level, standing burns more calories. You burn between 50 and 80 calories an hour more than you would if you were sitting. Over the course of a year, standing for one hour, just one hour every single day, you'll burn over 100,000 calories of energy. That's a huge amount of energy when you think about it. Over 100 fizzy drinks, over 100 chocolate bars, all from standing at one hour per day. It's great for your back, it's great for your core, it's supporting your head, which is about 14 pounds. It's just getting your body to work a little bit during the day. When we sit, and as I chat to you and record our podcast here, but myself and my lovely producer Gav are sitting in our seats and we're very comfortable. Uh, when we sit here, the chair is doing all the work. But when you stand, your body does all the work. So ideally, if you're in work, a sit-stand desk works really well. A request from HR, they're becoming more and more popular Um and they're so simple to use. And you stand for an hour, stand for two hours, alternate, sit up, stand, sit, stand. It's great. And it's a really simple way just to move more at your desk, which is good. Daily activity tips. We talked about those earlier on. And just simply move. Just walk more. Have a car-free day. Have a car-free evening. Just simple little rules in place to improve the, uh, the quantity at which you move. And remember, that's not exercise. It's not intensive. And it's not meant to be. It's just daily physical movement. Um, the more sedentary we are, the worse it is for our health, for our waistlines, for our bones, for our metabolic profiling, for absolutely everything. Sedentary behavior is just the enemy. So let's try and change that as much as you can. Um, tip number three. You'll like this one, I think. This is quite nice. Um, do more of what makes you happy in all aspects of your life. What I really mean there is that putting yourself first um, identifying things and people and situations that make you happy and do more of them is such an important way to improve your life. But yet so few of us actually put the thought into it. So this one takes a little bit of work. It's about identifying the things that do make you happy. Um, now, hopefully, you know, that isn't ordering pizza and a can of Coke and watching the football. It might be, uh, but you might do that slightly more sparingly. But the idea being that do what you enjoy. Life is far too short to do something you hate. So the obvious one here is work. Um, I'm lucky enough to 
thoroughly love what I do. I'm addicted to what I do, to improving people's health um, in all the different platforms that I work on. I love it. I get out of bed in the morning, uh, yes, sometimes tired, but B, I just thrive on the fact that my job is something I love. Um, and it's important that if you're whatever job you're doing, that you love it. And if not, it's time to look elsewhere. It's time to move. It's time to upscale. It's time to change. It's not good enough just to rest and say, ah, oh, this is it for the rest of my days. I hate this, but it's work. I don't, I don't buy into that whatsoever. I think the key thing is identifying what you want and going after it and being hungry enough to make that happen. Um, we spend so much of our day like in work. Look at the quantity of time that you're there. It's a huge amount of your life. Why sit there miserable all day? There's nothing to be gained from that whatsoever. So... Look at work. How can you improve it? How can you make it better? How can you be happier in that environment if you can't ch change job? What can you do to improve the environment that you're in in terms of work? On a social level, same thing. It's too short to spend in a place where you're not happy at the weekends, with people who you're not happy with. Your direct social life will massively impact your health, your happiness, and your life in general. So choose it wisely and choose it with those that you really, really want to uh, to be with. And then the hardest one uh, is obviously in terms of family. You've got to make decisions for yourself. Don't compromise to do things that make you unhappy because, again, you've got to respect yourself and life is just too short. So maybe spend a little bit of time. It's a pen and paper moment and a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or a cup of green tea or a glass of water and sit down and work at it. Get your pen out, get your paper, reflect a little bit on the things in those different boxes of work, social, family. What do I like? What don't I like? What makes me happy? What makes me sad? Do more of the happy and less of the sad. And I know it might make it seem very, very simple and very, very basic, but sometimes being selfish in some respects can be really powerful because the better you are, the happier you are, the, the greater the impact on everything else that you do. It's a crucial one. Okay, number four. Um, you'll love this. Uh, I recently uh, read a book by Stephanie Preisner about uh, the saying no, and uh, I thought when I was putting this list together for things that transform your life, saying no more is a total transformational tool to improving your, your life. I think as people, uh, as a country, we're really bad at that. We're afraid to say no. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go. I'm too tired. I'm not going to do it. Um... I think we see that there's, a, there's a, almost a stigma attached to it. But saying no is powerful. Pick the things that you want to do. Uh, say no to the things that you don't want to do. Don't just do, uh, you know, say yes to everything. Because you just dilute yourself, you, you're, you become too tired, you're spreading yourself far too thin. Pick the things that are important and do those. And if for you, if a little bit of quality time at home is more important, say no to the other stuff and stay at home. Uh, once you begin to do it, people will respect you for it. And they respect the fact that you have a boundary and you have a, you have a, you're not afraid to say no to, to all the questions and then they'll respect that. So no one's offended by it. And if they are, just explain to them, look, you know, I'm, 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 I've other things to do or I'm tired or whatever, but just don't be afraid to say it and just stand your ground. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Okay. Tip number five. Um, this is another nice one. It's a bit flowery, so it might scare some of the men who are listening in here often afraid to to do to uh, to to go here. But it's about being being thankful, um, being grateful for what we have, and for kind of loving yourself a little bit. And the key thing for this one is, I was doing some Instagram research last night for an episode that we have coming up in the in, in the next few weeks, and I was blown away by just what people seem to like on social media. 
and I found myself even getting um, involved. What I mean by that is what you see online isn't perfect or it's portrayed as being the perfect world or the perfect day or the living your best life and living the dream and you almost feel bad because of the fact that you are not living that life or not living that dream. Um, it's nice to flip that around and being grateful for the stuff that you do have. I know Pat Dibley, um, I, I've, we've chatted to him a couple of times in the podcast, it's a big thing for him that it's not always about the next car, the next house, the next material thing. It's about you saying, you know what, I'm happy. I have good friends. I have a good job. I have good family. I have a good relationship. I have a good level of fitness. I'm grateful for what I have. I'm happy with what I have. And life is good. I'm not being afraid to say that. I think sometimes we are. Um, it's about being able to look at what you have and saying, you know what, this is cool. I'm happy with my lot. And life is good. Um, it can be hard with the social media generation because more often than not, you're looking at perceived perfection in somebody else's life and you're, you're, you're wanting that or you're feeling bad because you don't have that or you don't have that physique or you don't have that whatever. Yet a lot of the time, we have fil- there are filters in those photographs, there are angles in those photographs that mean what you're seeing is not true. Um, therefore, it's, 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 not, it's bad for your health. Um, so in, in terms of getting around that, it's, you know, we'll talk about social media later, but it's being grateful for the stuff you have. It's loving yourself a little bit more um, and just being happy with your lot. And that contentment, that peace um, can make a huge difference to your life and how, you're intera- how you interact and how you view the world, how you view people. It's a really simple switch. It takes a little bit of work, but it is very, very simple to do. Folks, um, you are listening to the Real Health Podcast in association with Lay Healthcare with me, Carl Henry, with our 10 Ways to Transform Your Life episode. Five simple tips so far. As ever, when we do these tips episodes, and they always do really well on the charts and really well in our listening figures because people love simple things. And I haven't given you anything so far that's rocket science or overly hard. The hard bit is implementing it. So it's actually taking the tips, trying them, measuring them, and putting putting them into action. That's that's the key bit that we need you to do. Um, just to recap, in case you've had a in case you, uh, you've forgotten any of our tips so far, one is to improve your sleep and sleep a little bit more. Two is to move more every day, and that movement is daily activity. It's not necessarily full on exercise. It's just moving more and making your life less sedentary. Three, do what do more of what makes you happy in all aspects of your life, in terms of work, in terms of family, and in terms of friends. Four is saying no and the ability to say it. Um, it's very important, but very simple, but also very hard. And uh, number five is about being thankful, being grateful, and loving yourself. Nothing rocket science. Try them. Try one, try two, and see what happens. Um, tip number six this one pulls back to actually one of my favorite episodes that we ever did with Charlie Weston. I really enjoyed it. It was a random episode about your financial health and how that can change your life. Budgeting and planning when it comes to finances can can take the worry away when it comes to you financially. It gives you a benchmark. It gives you control over your finances. It gives you control over that whole aspect of your life that so many people fear. And that fear manifests itself into, into credit card debt and bank debt. And it's all from just, they don't you just don't want to go there. Having a budget, Having a weekly budget, maybe a daily budget, a monthly budget, uh, and an annual one gives you control over that component of your life. By gaining control over something, you, you own it, you have an ownership there. It gives you peace of mind. It makes life so much easier when you know exactly what's coming in and exactly what you want to be spending. So you're saving something that transforms um, a huge amount 
in terms of life. Uh, from my own perspective, when I first started my personal training business, the first year I made my tax bill by about uh, by about twenty cent, I think, uh, and the stress of making that, of getting that close to it was was. Uh, was incredibly stressful. My learning tip from that was I went away from that and budgeted so that the next uh, year I wouldn't have the same issue that I have my I would have my tax bill ready to pay at least three months in advance. That transformed my business because and it transformed my stress levels because I knew that by a certain time of the year I could ha- I was aiming to have enough money there so I can pay my tax bill, not worry about that the revenue letter when it came in because I knew the money was there and it gave me the the mindfulness and the mind space to go and look at other aspects of of my business and what I could grow. On a personal level, it's exactly the same. Monthly, weekly, even daily. You've got control, you have a number, you have a target. And it just, it, it, it ticks that box of your life that stresses so many people out. Okay, number seven, um, cook and prep more. The more you cook, the healthier you are. Simple. Real foods that you prepare yourself are far healthier than those you buy in the shops that are pre-prepared, um, no matter what is in that food. Prep more? Well, prepping is basically planning when it comes to food. So it is getting uh, the big food shop done once a week. It is, you know, stocking your your, your your rucksack if you're commuting or your bag or else your office and work or all the stuff that you want to eat. That planning and that prepping means you'll eat better. Um, the sports car analogy, if you had a you know, Bugatti Veyron, a two or three million, million euro car, you wouldn't put bad fuel into it. Yet for our bodies, we do because we're so busy and we're flying around. The way to get around that is planning. You have know, heard from previous episodes we've done with the likes of Paul and me, Orla Walsh, um, and Aoife Hearn, all of the pl- how important planning is and the cooking component. And cooking can be scary, I get that. It doesn't have to take uh, forever. It can be very short, simple, quick meals, stir fries, and stuff like that. But by cooking that bit more, you are far, far healthier. No question about it whatsoever. And it's a really simple swap. Okay, three more. Um, breathe. Tip number eight. Breathe more. We don't breathe enough. We use about 20 or 30% of our lung capacity. That's not a huge amount. Uh, the way to get around this um, is to breathe in for five seconds, fill the lungs up, and breathe out for five seconds. So breathing in, five, and breathing out for five. And teaching the body to breathe a little bit more, getting more oxygenated blood in, more carbon dioxide out. It'll make such a difference for your health, um, just in terms of how you feel. Having more oxygen to the body is fantastic, but breathing more is just so, so important. And in a really easy way, you can do it anywhere. Sitting at your desk, listening to the podcast, uh, in the, on the bus, in the train, just breathe in for five seconds and breathe out for five seconds and just focus on that consistently and try to fill the lungs and empty the lungs on each inhalation and exhalation. But we're, And especially if you're starting, if you're new to running, uh, or starting to run, the breathing can be the one thing that freaks you out. Try that five-second rule. It's a really easy way to get you around that and get you kind of running quicker and running easier. Tip number nine. Now we're getting there. Um, lift weights. Lift our weight. Lift weights in a gym. We're all weights. Lift yourself. It doesn't really matter. We need you, as you get older, to use it or lose it. If you don't use your muscles, your muscles will waste away. So we need you to lift weights, do some form of resistance training, a couple of times a week. I'm not talking every day. I'm not talking obsessively. I'm just talking a couple of times a week is the important thing to do. Make sure you work all the body parts, upper body, lower body, a simple squat, a tricep dip, a press up, a straight arm plank, any of these, anything at all. It doesn't really matter. Once you're moving with weight bearing exercise, we know you're slowing down the aging process, reducing the risk of osteoporosis, arthritis, um, and a whole host of other medical conditions. Strengthen those muscles. 
and you will slow down the aging process. Who doesn't want to age slower? I'm now 37, which kind of scares me. Um, but I'm noticing it myself. When I don't train, there's a huge difference in terms of how I feel, in terms of energy, but also in terms of strength, and in terms of just being feeling good, feeling lean, and feeling strong. That aging process, it's catching all of us. And the way to get around it is to ensure you're lifting some weights uh, in some way, shape, or form. It's absolutely crucial. And finally, tip number 10 is to reduce tech time across the board. And I'm aware you're listening to the podcast through a piece of technology. Uh, and here's me knocking it. I'm not knocking it. It's important. It's a fantastic tool. But the quantity of tech time is an issue in terms of your overall health and your, your life. We need to reduce it. How do you do that? Again, you put parameters in place. You, have, you gain control over it and take ownership. Having a phone box in the home is a really good idea where you have a, a box in the home and you all, everyone in the house puts their phone into it at a certain time during the evening. Whatever that time is, just call it. And then that's it. You, have, you, you don't touch your phone till the next morning or your tab- tablet till the next morning. The same goes when you, regards to eating because by having tech-free food times, you eat slower, you eat more mindfully, you taste the food that you're eating, you chew the food that you're eating a bit more. And all it is is putting your phone down and turning it off for 30 minutes. Scary, but guess what? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, they're all still there when you turn the phone back on. They don't go away. So you might have the nervous jitters. Also, it's important in terms of your skin and your skin health. Having less screen time is important. But just generally for your life and your interactions and everything to do with life, we need you to talk more, interact more, and spend less time staring at your phone. Folks, in this episode, there's been a lot of content, a lot of tips. Um, My homework for you, my hope for you, is two things. The first of which is to try as many of these as you can over the course of the next seven days. Just pick the ones you like, try them for seven days and see what happens. My second um, request is that you share this episode because the simple tip episodes work really well. It's nice and relaxed. It's nice and chilled. We're having a lovely relaxed conversation. The content is delivered in a very, a very simple way. So if you're someone in your life who needs to dig out, who could do it a hand uh, in terms of their health or their stress levels, Maybe just send them a text with the link or send the, the podcast over to them. Let them have a listen and give them the very same challenge um, to try a couple of them over the course of seven days. Because within the seven days, you will see a difference. And when you see a difference, you're more likely to stay healthy in the long term. And that's the important thing uh, for me. Just to recap before we go, your 10 simple ways to transform your life. Sleep more, move more every day, do more of what makes you happy. Say no, be thankful and grateful. Um, budget that little bit more cook and prep as much as you can breathe get some air into you lift weights very important and reduce the tech time and the time you spend with technology as ever folks you are listening to the real health podcast in association with lay healthcare with me carl henry a simple 10 ways to try uh, from this episode try as many as you possibly can try it for seven days and see what happens as ever thank you so much for listening and your support over the course of the last year we're heading for a 1.5 millionth uh, listener on the real health podcast and i'm very very proud of it. have a great week and we'll see you soon slong a leia healthcare it's good to live Proud sponsor of The Real Health Podcast with Carl Henry.